Hey everybody, welcome back to Couch Potato Sports Presents Crash Net Podcast. I'm your host Trevor Reed, joined tonight by Kelsey Hammond. Kelsey, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm not too bad. So, uh, hey Kelsey, I heard you got some news you want to share with some people. Oh, you know, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy, but recently um, accepted a position with Colorado Hockey Now and officially a, a Colorado Avalanche uh, sports reporter. That's pretty damn cool. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess you got to go experience your first first day as a sports reporter and, you know, uh, had your first press conference with Bedsy and got to go in and sit in the press box for the game and, uh, you know, kind of wanted to see how that experience was. And I'm sure everybody in the world that's wanted to be a sports reporter uh, would love to hear what that first day was like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I did write um, an entire column of, about it on coloradohockeynow.com, so definitely go check it out. Um, but it's just one of those things that, you know, it's it's hard to describe the feelings, the thoughts um, of what it was like. It was something, you know, I graduated college five years ago, you know, kind of, was about to give up on the sports world and pursuing that passion. And, you know, all I got to say is just don't ever give up. Don't ever turn down any opportunity, even if it's small or big and just keep, keep chasing those dreams. Cause you just, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and this was, this was a Twitter post on a, on a Wednesday night and said, why the, why the hell not? And sent my resume in and, Saturday Saturday morning I was at Morning Skate um, at a press conference with Jared Bednar, Darren Helm, and Alex Newhook and found myself back at the arena that night um, for the uh, San Jose versus Avs um, game and again following that with the press conference with gosh there was, I actually can't remember who the press conference was with that night but it was, I think it was like um Kadri and Newhook, obviously Coach Bednar, um, and just I think the the craziest part of that night was just getting getting those credentials, you know, walking in and you know you're there to do your job and to say your job is to write on the Colorado Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I mean, you're you're living the dream right now. I mean, I'd kill for for one of those nights. So you know, you you keep on just uh, putting out good material, and uh, you know, I look forward to hearing more stories. It's gonna be a gonna be a fun ride for you, Kels. Absolutely, I'm very excited. I appreciate everybody's support and thoughts, and we'll see we'll see what happens. But right now, it's living living the high life that's for sure damn right dude well uh feels like his abs fans in general right now we're kind of living the high life the last two games um oh, absolutely i mean we come off of a four-day break where a lot of the times you know you get off of those four day three four-day breaks and you lose all your momentum you lose any kind of uh gusto that you had and they went to, went into Vancouver and uh, they they made them look silly. Well, 
they didn't go into Vancouver. It was played at Ball Arena, but they went and played Vancouver, and they kind of made them look silly. Um, you know, Darcy Kemper, for all intents and purposes, had a shutout. I mean, if it wasn't for one turnover in the third period with six minutes to go, garbage time, um, that he deserved a shutout that game. He played lights out. Um, I mean, aside from the fact he didn't have to see the puck until three minutes to go in the first period, but you know, that just goes to show the Avs played a great overall game. They had great defense. The offense was just firing on all cylinders. And, you know, what did you think of that? Definitely. I mean, the biggest takeaway, I think, from the last uh, two games is that it just felt like the Avs, the Avs of last year, just the dominant dominant performance on both ends of the ice, you know, getting the, the contribution from all four lines, um, it just really felt like, yeah, the 2000-2021 team and, you know, scoring those goals, dominating the games, getting, you know, those power play chances. Um, it just felt like the team of last year, and I don't think we've had that feeling, you know, at any point this season. And I know we talk about it on the Broncos podcast, but it's one thing to win a game convincingly. It's another to follow up that convincing win with another convincing win. You know, I think the difference this weekend, just in Colorado sports is, you know, you saw the Broncos whoop up, whoop up on the Cowboys, but then followed up with, you know, an embarrassment of a game against the Eagles. The abs had, you know, the opposite. The abs are a good team. We're not, it's, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, and they, they followed it up. You know, if you told me, yeah, this is the abs team. They're back on track. It's yes, Absolutely. You tell me the Broncos after beating up the Cowboys, like let's get our hopes up, and this team has taken a new, um, a new avenue. It's, eh, nope, nope. I, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have to convince me a little bit more. And I think it's just two prime examples of two franchises, you know, where they're at, the expectations of the difference between, you know, a real team and a fraud of a team. Yeah. To abruptly put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to bash the Broncos, but <laughs> no, it's. You know, it's 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 honestly true. I mean, um, when when you look at it, the Avs uh, had all the expectations in the world going into the year. You and I have sat here on this podcast and you know said our goal is the Stanley Cup or bust. Like that's it. And they hadn't been playing up to that expectation. And then that Vancouver game comes, and you know I made a joke about it, but it, it might even be true. Um, is Nachushkin the glue that holds this team together? <laughs> the guy misses uh, every game aside from opening night and comes back, scores the first goal. The team's lighting it up. You got Landy with one, Miko with two, O'Connor is hitting the board. Uh, Helm scores. Taves comes for his first game of the year, and he's got a goal. Uh, you know, six different players get a goal out of that game. You had points by 11 different players you know it's it was it's, just yeah pure it's hard to total domination better, up and down the lineup yeah it's hard to ask for a better performance out of the team I mean that's exactly what you need when you have your you know your star centerman Nathan McKinnon out I mean it just felt like all right next man up mentality and the team the team showed it it wasn't you know the Miko and Landy show it was the Colorado Avalanche show and I think that that's what the team's going to need. That's what the team is built on as the success is, you know, running the four lines, 
getting contributions from the D. Um, and it's not just solely Nathan McKinnon, Landy, and Miko. Like, we're not going to get yeah. far in the playoffs. That'll never lead us to a Stanley Cup. Um, no. And the last two games were just great. I mean, we started, I think it was a great testament of, like, how the team started against San Jose on Saturday night. You know, you go down 1-0. The first 10 minutes of the game are, you know, totally owned by San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of just kind of crumbling or, you know, letting them take the game away, you know, we come roaring back. And I think it's, you know, like you had mentioned, it's two of those guys like LOC and Nachuskin and Gerard and, you know, those, those are the guys And what we weren't talking about Miko, Landy and Makar. It's everybody else, you know, Kadri, all of them. I mean, just great game, great buy-in from the team. Um, and that's, that's kind of what we expect. That's what we've been waiting for, been wanting, you know, are those dominant performances and contribution from everybody. And I think we finally got that, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think one of the, one of the ones that has really been standing out throughout the season, you and I have talked about a couple times is LOC. I mean, the kid, he went from being an up and down player the last two years um, to he's finally found a spot on this roster. I don't see him ever going back down to the Eagles at any point. Oh, absolutely not. There's no way. Um, No, no, absolutely not. And I mean, he's worked his way up into, you know, as McKinnon's out and Confer gets hurt last game. We'll, we'll touch on that in in a little bit, but LOC of all people has moved up to play with Landis Goggin Rantanen. And you know what? He played damn well on that line with them. I, I I don't think you could give that spot to anybody else on the team. I don't think anybody else has earned it. Um, couldn't be couldn't be happier for the guy. Um, yeah, and we've we've talked about him. We've hyped him up. You know, we're both big fans of his, and I just think it's just a testament to his character, his work ethic. Um, the coaches trust in him. You don't just end up on, you know, the first line by mistake you know like there's Mm -hmm. a reason you're there you've earned it you you know he's not going to disappoint and i just i can't wait to see what he does with this opportunity um and how he how he contributes to the team yeah and i mean i was talking to a coworker the other day and we're talking about like who he would remind us of like if you were to compare loc to a former abs player or somebody, you know, not even a former ass player, but a former NHL player. Mm-hmm. And the first guy that kind of came to mind to me was Merrick Savatos. Oh, just so funny. Kinda, just the same thing. <laughs> like, just the way that he skates. He's yeah. got that speed through the neutral zone. Yeah. He's got that power in the corner. He can put a hit oh, on if he needs yeah, to. Yeah, smaller build, but just somehow can, like, manhandle people just based off of, like, his energy. That's so funny. I was literally just thinking, like, Savatos? Like, does that make sense? Is that a fair comparison? Yeah, I mean, no. honestly, and Savatos, he, that, just like LOC, was a guy that, you know, wasn't the superstar caliber player, but I loved growing up, watching him play. And Savatos stood out because of the way that he played. He had the speed. He had the fancy, dazzling moves. But he would also go and, you know, he'd, 
He'd push a guy into the boards. He'd go and get in the guy's face, rub his glove in their face. You know, he'd get in a fight. It, it, just stuff like that. That's the kind of player I love. The kind of two, three-dimensional player who just hits every aspect of what a real hockey player is. Yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking the same thing. I think, you know, LOC just even brings like just that level of just like excitement. Like the guy just feels excited to wear an abs jersey every single night. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that sometimes players take for granted is putting on, you know, the logo on the front. And he just I don't ever get that vibe from him. I just he just seems so excited to be out there. And every single shift I know he just gives like 110% every night. Every shift, yeah. every play. And it's that's so hard to come by nowadays. It is. I mean, it, it <laughs> to have a guy that is literally like a pit bull on the ice. I mean, he's nonstop energy. He's just ferocious on the puck. He's fast. And it, it's just such a cool thing to have because he's just a third line guy, as everybody calls him, with first to second line talent. And I hate that. I hate that label when people will put him on a guy because, like, you tell him he's a third line guy and that's all he'll ever be. You know, like, where's where's the opportunity to grow? And mm-hmm. I just, I applaud Bednar for not just thinking and sticking with. Well, it's you know, it's Logan O'Connor. Like, he's not a big name. He's not. You know, he hasn't been up here as long as you know X, Y, and Z. And you know, he's like, nope. Like, performance on the ice. That's what matters right now. And he's earned it. He's absolutely put himself in that position to be on the first line, to get those power play reps. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so, so exciting. Um, like we got the news that Confer's out for a month, and it just felt like you knew right away who was going to take a spot. Yeah. You know, what was exactly. going to happen. And you weren't worried about it. You know, like, I still think the first line is in great shape. Am I a little well, bit more concerned on the next three? Meh. That happens yeah. injuries. But I mean, you're out. Look how many people are out, and we score 13 goals in two games. You you just got to build on that. Do we need six, seven goals each night? Absolutely not. But I think, goodness, getting Devin Tays back was just massive, massive, massive. Um, Nick Chuskin, all of those. Like, sure, we lost a few guys, but we also gained a few guys back as well. Well, and you know. Is as much as we've lost, uh, you know, we've lost great talent and comfort and Byram over the last two games. Um, we don't know how long Byram's out for. It's kind of it's kind of worrisome because he he does have concussion problems in his past, um, and he is in concussion protocol now. So it's you know, what is the next step? How long is it going to take? I mean, you look at previous players, and you know it. it Crosby, for example, do you remember the season he missed almost the whole year for a concussion? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Concussions are not something, you know, to mess with ever, let alone when no. you have a concussion history, for sure. Absolutely. And then, you know, so all I can say is I hope nothing but the best recovery for Byram. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see him back as soon as possible. But, you know, stay healthy. That's that's first and foremost. And then, you know, comfort upper body. Um, I went back and I looked at that game. I couldn't find the play that it happened on. Did you happen to see 
Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't see anything. Um, coach wasn't really sure, you know, what exactly had happened either. Um, there's not a lot of, a lot of detail out on it either. You know, so I almost wonder, like, did something happen in the previous game? You know, he was kind of already maybe a little sore and achy and then, you know, just couldn't, couldn't finish off the San Jose game. Um, but I, I never saw like a one, you know, an incident that happened that would have, you know, taken him out. Yeah, and that's seeing injuries like that. I think are the scariest, you know, because injuries like that that you can't really point a finger to, or sometimes the ones that you know you have the hardest recovery with. Like, look at Frankie, for example. Nobody really knows what happened there. It's just an injury in practice. Um, but they didn't really, really release anything. And he was out for a year and a half. Right. And it's it's usually like, it's just weird. Usually when they don't release a ton of info, it, it, with the abs at least, it kind of just drags out and it's hard to really put a timetable on things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, it, I think injuries nowadays in general are just... They're so hard to predict. One day you can feel great, and the next day, you know, you're down and out. But you never ever want to like push it, push it so that you're, you know, you extend the injury. Um, I think everything is just like a better safe than sorry, you know, kind of scenario nowadays. Um, without clearly identifying, you know, what the exact issue was or what was actually injured. Yeah. Well, and you know, with uh with the injuries and you know that means we're going to see the likes of probably a Ryan Murray again um personally I would love to see Jason Mc- or Jacob McDonald over Ryan Murray but that's just me um do you know new hooks going to stay in the lineup now who do you think uh we bring in to replace Confer? do you think it's going to be cowed again yeah I saw I heard that um he was skating again today um you know, again, like to me, these are the opportunities to really bring in some of those guys maybe you haven't seen consistently given, you know, haven't been given maybe all those chances. Um, I would really just like to see some of these guys we haven't seen, just get them rotated in, give them some ice time, you know, touch base with how we are. You know, we're what, like, we're not even a quarter away through the season. Um, but just, just giving everybody a check, you know, see where they're at, how they're doing. Um I know that doesn't really answer it, but my mindset's just like anybody and everybody. No, I hear you. I mean, and honestly, with the way that the season has started with the injury issues, um, I I don't think it's a bad thing to kind of have that mentality of, hey, let's let's see who's who's up and who's ready and who's got that drive to make an impact on big level. So I guess at this point, I mean. What needs to happen is the Avs need to, uh, you know, have that next man up mentality and just kind of move forward with some of these guys coming up through the pipeline. Um, you know, Alex Newhook and, uh, you know, Martin Cowd even. So, you know, we'll really kind of see over the next couple games um, with the loss of Comfort, Byram, and McKinnon what this team is really made of. Um, you know, kind of move forward and, you know, hope we can string some wins together. Um, but it looks like, uh, 
you know, Kelsey unfortunately has experienced some technical difficulties. So uh, I think it's time that we wrap up the segment for today. And, you know, uh, we have a game coming up tonight against Vancouver. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, we'll hear from Kelsey on Tuesday and possibly have Gino back. So I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to uh, Couch Potato Sports Presents Crashing Net Podcast. I hope everybody has a good one and go Avs.